Yo, yo, welcome back. It's Tyson James Podcast. And uh, it's probably like, it's going to be the hardest podcast for me to get through. Um, actually, I took a break from doing the podcast just because, you know, I was using the podcast as like a therapy session uh, for me to come on here and really express my true feelings about how I felt about, you know, my life and not only my life, but different opinions or different views that I had. And, uh, you know, my life really started to get really hairy and really tricky. So, you know, I wasn't really in a mental space to do the podcast because I just had like a lot, a lot of, you know, things going on in my life. And, you know, I didn't really have time to do the podcast or I was just using uh, some of the things I was going to as an excuse not to do the podcast um, because I, I just, you know, I was just going through a lot and I just really didn't want to put myself, you know, I didn't, I wasn't strong enough to be vulnerable with the public at the time. Um, you know, my mom dealing with cancer and, you know, some of our personal struggles that her and I had, I mean, I was there for my mom, but, you know, we didn't agree on a lot of a lot of things and uh you know and <clears throat> after my mom passed away some of the things that my mother was trying to get me to see um basically throughout my whole life I was able to see in her passing and uh you know I could have been a better son you know, I don't have any regrets because I definitely spent, you know, a ton of time with my mom um, over the past two years with her fight with breast cancer. It's been a little under two years. Um, it's been about 20 months. Uh, my mom let me know, uh, you know, she had breast cancer in uh, January 2017. And, uh, you know, it was like the hardest news I've ever heard. And, uh, you know, but we've just been dealing with it. Um, so, you know, I really just don't know where to start. So, you know, for all my listeners and everybody that's been supporting the podcast, uh, you know, people have been hitting me up asking me why I haven't been doing the podcast. And, you know, I'm going to do my best to try to explain to you all the things that I've been through and why I haven't been doing the podcast. So, you know, please forgive me. I'm trying to just hold back some things right now because, it, you know, it's just so much. You know, I've just been overwhelmed with emotion and adversities and, you know, struggles. I feel like, you know, everything basically all started to, you know, go bad at the exact same time. And, uh, you know, primarily due to, you know what I had to deal with and, you know, being there for my mother and, uh, you know, dealing with her, her, our, our battle with cancer because she didn't go through it by herself. Um, you know, we was, I was there. My sister was there. Um, you know, she had friends and family that was there. You know, a lot of people were, were very supportive, but, uh, you know, for me, it was, you know, for me personally, it, it was, it was a struggle, uh, you know, dealing with, you know, <clears throat> not going to work um so 
All right, so I guess I'm gonna start it when my mom first um, got got breast cancer. I guess uh, you know we'll we'll start we'll start right there. Um, so my mom called me and my wife over to her house, and you know you know I just thought she just wanted to just you know maybe see the kids or just talk about you know whatever. And uh, so she calls over, and we we get over there and. Uh, you know, she sat us down and, uh, you know, she told us that she had breast cancer. So I immediately broke down and, uh, you know, this was when I really, really started to pursue, um, you know, my goals, my dreams of, you know, being a business owner and not working for anybody at the time. Um, you know, I just, you know, very early in my, in my venture, and uh you know i immediately broke down when she told me the news and and started crying and you know one of the emotions and feelings and things that was running through my mind when she first told me was that i didn't have enough you know i didn't have enough money to be able to be out of work every day all day and take care of my mom and take care of my mom's bills and take care of all the things that she has so immediately for myself you know i felt like you know i feel like I should have been you know more disciplined I feel like I should have started my plan earlier I feel like I wasted a lot of time in my 20s like all these things start to come to mind because you know as a son you know you want to be there for your mom so I you know I started to you know just look back on all the things that I did uh, wasting time things that didn't really make any sense and things that I got really no value out of today um, you know so I, you know I had to deal with that you know internal fight within myself so you know when my mom first started getting chemo you know I had took FMLA now this is back in 2017 I took FMLA because um, my mom you know she wanted me to go to chemo with her and drive her to her doctor's appointment which of course you know I, I was all you know I was all for it and uh, you know I took FMLA for six months unpaid um, you know, luckily, I did have enough money at the time to, you know, stay out of work and, uh, you know, support my family and, you know, do everything that I that I needed to do for my mom without pay. Because um, my mom, you know, she always told me to save, save my money. So, you know, I did have, you know, some money saved and I was able to take six months off work and, you know, drive my mom to all her, um, her appointments and go grocery shopping for her and, you know, pick up you know her medicine and you know you know do all those types of little things so you know I had to go back to work and um you know I wasn't there every day day to day no more you know then it was like you know it was on my little sister my aunt Joanne my aunt Teresa you know her friend Rhonda um and you know she had you know friends also help out and support and my absence of not being able to be there with her every day because I had to you know, go back to work, um, still had my own bills, still had my own things, and I had to, had to deal with, and uh, so I had to go back to work, so I had all that stuff going on, so fast forward now, um, about three months ago, um, you know, my mom started to um, digress really bad, and, uh, you know, uh, you know, things kind of took a turn for the worse, so my mom, again, called a family meeting and she had um, my wife my sister my dad and my two kids there and uh, basically 
let us know that the doctors had told her that there was nothing else that they could do and you know it was only you know a matter of time before you know she wouldn't be here no more and uh you know that was that was tough to deal with and i think in the beginning in the very beginning of that um maybe i i was being i was in denial you know i was in denial uh, so that saturday you know I was, you know we spent you know we spent the day with her and uh you know i could just remember you know being in the room and um you know it was a very emotional emotional time and uh you know i put everything you know all my feelings how i felt about you know my mom and you know how you know she was the one who really supported me and uh, you know gave me the courage to be on the path that i'm on right now and you know it was gonna be hard for me to do this without her and i needed her etc so while we was all in the room my father was also there and my father you know he felt compelled to give this unsincere speech in my opinion that you know he says to my mom that you know she doesn't have anything to worry about you know long as he's here you know he was you know gonna be there for us and you know we was his kids too and you know he was gonna step up more and do everything that he could do for us and long as he was here you know we wouldn't have anything to worry about and you know she could you know pass on and you know not have any worries about my sister and I well while he was saying all this I didn't feel like it was sincere anyway you know it's just it really didn't resonate with me as as sincere you know I just listened to what he had to say and I was hoping that 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 was the case so that was on a Saturday and um you know, I had went back to work Monday because, as I said, I believe I was I was still, like, I was at in, in denial phase. And um, so, you know, I had went to work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I think, I believe it was Thursday, my wife had called me while I was at work. And um, she said that, uh, you know, my mom was, was going to hospice. Uh, hospice is like, for those of you that don't know basically like uh like a nursing home uh, type of deal where you go where you don't have nowhere else to go and, and your last and your last days like you don't have have enough support uh, you know to go home and uh you know, i wasn't gonna let my mom like go to hospice and i was just gonna continue to go to work every day and i think my mom didn't want me to worry so i think that's why she didn't tell me directly so of course my wife called me after she got off the phone with my mom and told me what was going on and then I was like you know I just went crazy from there like my mom does definitely don't need to go to hospice you know she, she wanted to go home you know she can go home you know what I mean and uh, so I took off work indefinitely and until you know further notice so going through all that you know being out of work um, without pay uh, taking care of my mom you know I was you know I was happy I was you know got I got to be there with my mom you know every single day um, for like a month and a half um, or whatever and so during that time you know I was going through a lot you know I kind of like had my went through like a little depression you know I was like 
taking care of my mom. You know, I wasn't even coming outside. I wasn't talking to anybody. I just kind of just took care of my mom and just, you know, I was in silence really during that whole time besides, you know, when me and my mom would talk about different things or whatever. But outside of that, I wasn't really talking to nobody. I wasn't even talking to my wife and my kids. You know, I was just dealing with my mom and then trying to deal with whatever, you know, the feelings and things that I was going through. Um, literally looking at my mom like get weaker and weaker you know day to day and uh you know watching her you know pretty much just diminish it's hard for anybody to do i'm you know watching their mom you know pass away is not something it's not something easy um even the toughest ones uh i feel like will have you know a hard time dealing with that at least i know i i had a tough time you know dealing with it so a few days before my mom had passed away, my dad called me up and, uh, you know, we wasn't even on really good terms at the time anyway, which I'll get into. Um, you know, he called me up when, one night I was leaving the hospital and, uh, he was saying, you know, when your mom, cause I guess, you know, he, he knew my, my grandma had passed away a couple years or, you know, like 10, 15 years ago, whatever. And, uh, you know, he he was familiar with the whole process. Um, so he called me up and he was like, you know, if you need anything, uh, you, you let me know. And, you know, once your once your mom passed away, I want you and your sister, I want y'all to be here at my house with me every day. So, you know, I could support y'all and, uh, you know, I could be there for y'all so I could comfort y'all and y'all could have, you know, some support. So I told him that... Uh, you know that I would I would be there and uh he asked me you know if I needed anything you know don't hesitate that you know he would you know do whatever it is he needed to do as a father so I needed something um when he asked me if I needed something at the time I did need something so immediately after um during our conversation I told him I said yeah I need something he said um you know what do you need I told him, I said, you know, I had needed a hundred dollars, you know, I, I haven't, I haven't been working. I had already took six months off earlier in the situation. So my savings was kind of, you know, banged up and, you know, I st still have, you know, three kids, you know, I still have a whole lifestyle, still have a whole, you know, excuse me, I still have a whole, you know, life that I have to support financially. You know, I, my, my daughter's in dance and daycare and, you know, swim and all this, all these things. And, you know, my finances was, was a lot weak. You know, they was dried up as pretty much as, as they ever been in my adult life. So uh, basically I asked him, can I borrow some money or can he give me some money? And he told me, yeah, he would give me money. He said, you know, just to come to his house that and he would, you know, take care of everything. So I drive over to his house. Excuse me. I drive over to his house and we sit down we start talking a little bit and then uh, he's getting ready to give me the money you know why I'm, why I'm specifically there that night he's getting ready to give me the money but before he gives me the money he says um, now I'm going to give you this money when do you plan on paying me back um so I was like paying you back. I was like, I'm, 
you know, you, you said that you was going to be there for me. Um, you know, I, I need you to kind of be there for me. And, you know, I don't, I'm not, you know, looking forward to paying you back at all. I mean, especially, I mean, if anybody know my father and I, um, you know, he wasn't always good financially throughout my adult life. And, you know, I am proud to say that when he needed things, I was able to be there for him. Um, a lot of times when he needed, you know, monetary things from me, you know, I was able to give him things and not once did I ever ask him to pay me back because I was like, you know, I figured that's my dad and, you know, that's it. You know, I've never told him he had to pay me back or I never told him, you know, I was expecting anything back. I did the things financially for him because he was my father and that was it. Like, I was proud to do these things as a son. I was happy that I was in a situation to be able to give back um, to my dad. So, you know, when he was asking me when I was going to pay him back for the money that he was giving me because I wasn't working, because I was taking care of my mom, you know, I was offended a lot. Um, so, you know, we end up getting into like, you know, a little argument. And I told him, I was like, fuck it. You know, I don't. I don't need anything from you. If I have to borrow something for you, if I have to borrow something from you in a time like this, then I don't need anything from you. Like, that's just how I've seen it. So, I left. And, uh, you know, I was I was upset about the whole thing. Because I couldn't believe that he would be acting like that over money. You know, you're talking about you want to be there for me. Uh, you, you gave this grand speech when my mom basically told us her life was nearing an end, and now you want to you want to let me borrow money from you. I don't, you know, I didn't need it. You know, I, I, I'm a man of pride. You know, um, so basically we end up, you know, getting into like a huge fight. I left, and uh, when I left his house, I left his house very upset. Um, Fortunately, that next day, um, I didn't even, you know, my mom, she was still here. She had only lived like maybe three days after that. Um, that next day, my mom had an envelope for me. Um, and it was, you know, it was a significant amount of money or whatever. And, you know, it helped me, you know, catch up on a lot of things that I was behind on and, and more. So, you know, I was very grateful that my mom, you know, even in her last days, was thinking about me like that you know my mom always supported me my mom always came through for me like even throughout my life anytime I was like in trouble where you know maybe I had bitten off more than I could chew and you know I was kind of like out there my mom always 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 threw me a life jacket or uh, or whatever a ration whatever my mom was always there for me and uh you know I gave my mom you know, I didn't give her a hard time a lot of times, but, you know, I gave her a hard time sometimes throughout my life. And, you know, now looking back on it, I wish that, you know, I didn't give her a hard time about the things that I gave her a hard time about. I wish I was able to understand and see where she was coming from when, you know, she was saying things to me, um, especially as it pertains to my dad, because my mom had been trying to get me to get me to see that my dad was basically just all talk, you know, and it was like vice versa with my mom. My mom would, my mom would say a lot of things that was very hurtful, but her actions was very different than what she was saying. 
And, you know, I wasn't able to gauge that all the time. You know, like I would take her, I would take the words that she say and take them to heart, but not look at the actions that she took. And, you know, in my mother's death, that was one of the things that stood out to me now. And like all these other incidents and episodes like replayed in my mind, like, man, I really never looked at my mom's actions that she took. I've always took her words and put her words to the forefront and kind of put her actions behind that when it really in reality it should have been the opposite and it was like the opposite with my dad with my dad i will always put the words that he would say in front of the things but then look at it and never really pay attention to his actions you know because my dad used to tell me all the time like you know if you do what i tell you to do i'll be there for you and you don't have anything to worry about and i i've done all the things that my dad asked me to do and then when it was time for me to like kind of cash in on some of the things that he would say he wouldn't he wasn't he's not like a man of his word you know he would like say say things but then it would be when it comes time to do the things that he said he always found found a way to like backpedal or retreat from the things that he said my mom was like the very opposite my mom would be saying that she wasn't going to do stuff or saying this and that but when it came down to putting in the actions her actions always spoke volumes and for some reason, I've always, not always, but a lot of times I overlooked her actions because her words were so blunt and so harsh, but her actions was very different than her words. So I don't want to get get y'all lost here. Um, so we got into it and uh, then my mom, you know, she passed away and, you know, going through the whole funeral arrangement process uh, was one of the things that was it was very hard for me to do sitting there talking to you know the funeral director and you know arranging my mom's funeral and all that but my father came uh, to one of the things one of the uh, meetings that we had with the the people at the funeral and my mom my mom paid for her own stuff my mom paid for her own funeral my mom had her own money like me and my sister we didn't have to come out of pocket for anything my mom had you know my mom had money here for us my mom had money here for her for all the for her last business affairs my mom handled all her own business affairs like me and my sister didn't have to come out our pockets a dime like my mom paid for like all of her own stuff you know what i mean so you know i i didn't have you know, I had access to that stuff, but I let my little sister basically handle all that stuff because my sister, she lived with my mom. She, you know, like, you know, they lived together. So whatever my sister wanted to do as far as my mom, I wasn't trying to like, even though I'm the oldest, I wasn't trying to like overstep that or, you know, do like I let my sister basically do and say whatever because she lived with her her whole life and, you know, even though I was there a lot, my sister lived with her. You know, ultimately I didn't live with her, and I know my sister could be like um, feeling. Oh man, how, how do you say like um, like? Because they was together all the time, she could feel like entitled, and she is entitled. That's her mom, but you know, a lot of times like they let the older sibling handle things, um, but they live together. So I really let my sister basically handle everything. You know, I didn't try to my sister told me what to do and how it was gonna go and i was just like all right that's fine that's it but anyway one day when we went to go make when we went to go pay for 
the funeral dad was there my, my sister had brought my dad and you know once the guy gave us the grand total of how much everything was gonna cost we had kind of already had an idea so my sister she had brought you know she had brought the cash with her so you know we could pay but when the guy you know he gave us the grand total my dad goes in his pocket and he pulls out an envelope as if he was paying for it and i was like rubbed the wrong way by that because he didn't pay for it he didn't have any he didn't have anything to do with it but it, from the looks of it it looked like he was paying for it but i like i like you know what i mean like i had already knew my mom had paid for everything like it was already laid out for us like i mean so but if anybody was there and even the funeral director probably thought that my father was paying for my mom's funeral because my sister probably had gave him the money before we got there i don't know why she did that you know that was on her on her whatever like i'm mad about that but i didn't like that because why would he have my mother's money like he didn't have anything to do with my mother like he didn't have anything to do with her affairs like my mom and dad couldn't even go out in public because his wife was not cool with my mom and my dad being together and you know whatever like that's it is what it is but now that my mom is dead and like not here no more to represent herself or defend herself you have her money paying for her funeral which was really confusing to me so you know we got into it about that and you know what the funeral director said he was like well because we had already had like the obituary like all this stuff like we had already had this stuff like basically like in the works you know almost like finalized and uh who was gonna be on it what was gonna be said xyz and he didn't he wasn't on there anywhere excuse me so the funeral director had asked well where does where does fred fit in that and you know why isn't his name on there you know he should you know he he should have you know he should be somewhere in here and then he started to like talk like yeah i should have you know i should be in the obituary i should do this nothing like why would you be in my mother's obituary like you when you and my mom was together you was lying you was cheating you was abusive you know one of the hardest things for me as a child was you know to watch my dad beat on my mom um i can remember one time my dad was i don't know he had just came in and just started beating on my mom for no apparent reason and you know any kid is going to defend their mom you know i didn't i wasn't like watching this shit you know so i can remember like jumping on my dad's back and then my mom she used to have like all these um still to this day in her apartment she has like all these uh mirrors in her in her place right and I can remember me jumping on my dad back, trying to get him off of my mom, and he him, he taking me off his back and slinging me across the room, slamming me up against the wall and like knocking down all the mirrors. And but you know after he did that, you know he he had left, you know, like he had left the vicinity or whatever. You know I'd do anything to protect my mom. You know I've always been you know real protective of, of my mom, and that was like one of the things why me and my mom would get into like certain little arguments because i felt like my mom was too given you know what i mean i feel like my mom gave people too much so in trying to protect her i always be trying to tell my mom like you know you're doing too much for this person or you know they grown why can't they you know fend for themselves or, or whatever and she would be telling me you know that's my friend that ain't none of your business xyz my mom was just 
always a giver and I, and I felt like my mom maybe gave too much to people sometimes but anyway back to the uh subject at hand here um you know so I, I i didn't like that you know he wanted to be on my mom's obituary and like now he want to like come in and you know act like you know i don't know what the fuck he was trying to act like really but it really rubbed me the wrong way how he had my mom money one and then how i had to tell in um after he could have been in a relationship with my mom but he couldn't be in a relationship with my mom because my mom didn't want to be beat on or abused or lied or cheated on all the time so my mom decided to exit that relationship and you know be separate from my father so you know i didn't appreciate at the end of her life at the tail end of her life you know he wanted to try to come in and act like he was something for my mother that he wasn't you know what i mean like my when my father and my mother was together my father was a horrible boyfriend father everything you know what i mean like he put girls and the streets and basketball and whatever the fuck else he was doing out there he put that shit before us all the time and you know these are some of the earlier things that i can remember and you know i do want to give him the credit he got better as life went on but i could remember in my earlier years he was a fucking horrible you know what i mean he was fucking horrible um and so you know what i mean like i really didn't want to talk about my dad on this podcast at all because he has become a better person but just as i thought he was becoming a better person like all his bad traits really started to come out you know like for anybody who know my dad like they see him a certain type of light because he put on a show when he'd be around people but that's that's just a show that's not really who he is and even i got caught up in the show a lot of times because you know like i didn't need him as a grown man you know what i mean like i was able to do my own thing so you know what i mean like i really didn't need him but a lot of times he'd just be saying and doing things around people because he wants to have this perceived reputation that he is this guy of integrity and he's this great leader and he's all these things that he's really not though you know what i mean like it's just a facade that's really not who he is and i wanted to protect him by not talking about him ever on this podcast but there are some things that's that's happened to me as a direct result of some things that he said that he was going to do and didn't do and end up putting me and my family at jeopardy so i just i definitely want to get back to that so i'm gonna rewind a little bit here okay and i i hope that you know i'm saying this in a way where all of you guys out there all my supporters everybody that listens to this podcast know what this podcast is about this podcast is about truth honesty vulnerability and and all these types of things right so i'm just going to rewind it back a little bit further just to give you an idea what type of shit this dude has been on that's why when they ask me like what's going on like when my mom died i lost both of my parents at the same time and this is why because all of this has to do with one another so i was living in the apartment um me and my wife were looking for a house I was looking for a house for obviously me and my family and then i was also looking for a house to put my mom and my sister in big enough for all of us to live in so me and my wife was 
gone out looking for houses. I've been, you know, pre-approved for a home, had the money for a down payment, like all these things. But, you know, anybody out there that's ever bought a house, no, you don't buy the first thing that you see unless it's something that you really love. So anyway, I go to my dad three months before my lease is up on my apartment. And I say, dad, um, I'm, you know, obviously, you know, we're looking for our house. My lease is up on my, in my on my apartment in three months, and I have to put a notice in. So I wanted to know that if I don't find a house in the next three months, will it be okay if my family and I come stay with you? And his first reaction was, oh, yeah, y'all could come stay with me. I love to have the kids there. I love to see y'all every day. You know, like, yeah, hell yeah, come stay with us. So I was like, all right, fine. But I told myself there's a slight chance that maybe we won't have to come stay with you. Maybe we will. But, you know, I just don't know until, you know, until whatever. So we have been going out looking for looking for an apartment. I mean, I'm sorry, looking for a home and all that. And we've seen like three homes that we like. The first home that we've seen was very beautiful. I believe it was five bedrooms, two bathrooms. It was like uh, three-fourths of an acre, two-car garage. Um, it was nice. It was big enough for my whole family, M- my kids, my wife and I, my mom and my sister. We went to go see the house on a Sunday. And then, you know, Monday when the realtor went to go put in the offer, she had said that somebody had seen the house on Saturday, put an offer in on it on Sunday. And we didn't we didn't know that until monday so the house you know was already under contract when uh you know we had put our offer in and the contract they end up holding you know holding up so you know somebody else had you know end up get getting that home we also seen another home that we had liked um but it was just out of our price range and then it was we also seen another home that we had liked um and somebody else, same scenario. Somebody else had put in a seen the day before us put in an offer on us, and you know the deal had went through. So now we're getting down to the wire. Now I got like a month left on my lease. So I call my dad up. I never forget. I call him up on a Thursday. We had actually been playing phone tag that whole week, but we finally got a chance to talk on Thursday, Thursday night. And uh, I had called him up because I wanted to start moving some of my things over to his place because I only had a month left and I didn't want to rush it. So I was like, all right, now's the time. I want to just start transitioning and moving my stuff over there. So he was like, yeah, I never really got to have a whole conversation with you about your plan. He was like, you know, how how long are you going to be there? And uh, how much are you going to give me this and that? And uh, I told him, honestly, I don't I don't know how long I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there until, you know, we get we get the house that we want, the house that we're comfortable in or whatever. And uh, my brother, Anthony, was flying in from L.A. like that same week or the week after I was going to move in or whatever. Now, when I lived there as a child, as a teenager, I had the biggest room in the house, which was the attic. And it was like, you know, it was a nice size, whatever. So, you know, that's where, you know, we was going to go because it was going to be my me, my wife, my two kids that was moving back there. So he was saying in the midst of all that, you know, while we was talking, he was like, you know, you can't move back 
you can't move back in your room. And I was like, oh, well, why can't I move back in my room? He was like, well, Anthony's going to be staying in your room. So I'm like, all right, well, it's like other rooms downstairs, smaller rooms. Um, why couldn't Anthony stay in one of those rooms? He was like, because I don't, that's, that's not what, that's not what I want. You know, that's not, that's not what's going on. Anthony's going to be staying in the bigger room and you and your kids and your wife is going to be staying in one of the smaller rooms downstairs. And I felt like during our conversation, you know, it was a lot of things that I was picking up on during a conversation that was letting me know in so many different ways he didn't even want us to be there. So once he hit me with Anthony was going to be living in the biggest, the biggest room by himself and me, my wife, and my two kids was going to have to share a smaller room. I knew right then and there he didn't want me there. Like he had been trying to backpedal out of getting us there the whole time. Like even before we had this conversation on Thursday, we had talked earlier in the week while I was at work and he was like, you know, I have been thinking, you know, maybe you could stay in your apartment and I can give you, you know, $300 a month and you could get a month to month. But I had already put my notice in, so I couldn't get a month to month lease because where I lived at, they had, you know, once you put that notice in, they already get get the process going for other people to move in there. They're already telling people like this is this is going to be available on this day. These people are moving out, etc., etc. So, like he had been kind of backpedaling the whole time, you know, like, but it was the time that I had was so tight and confined. Like I really didn't have too many too many options left you know what i mean like you know i was starting to panic but luckily for for me you know my wife has a has a family who when they say they're going to do something that's typically what they do you know what i mean like so excuse me we had reached out like to her grandma and her grandma was just like oh yeah you know she ain't even she ain't even hesitate she said yeah y'all could come y'all come stay with me until y'all get y'all house it's like, all right, cool. So instead of going to live with my father, now I'm living with somebody else, which I'm a little uncomfortable with. And not only that, I had to transfer my jobs. I had took a basically I had to ask my job to transfer me closer because, you know, the commute would have been crazy. I end up taking a, getting a demotion, um, making like six or seven hundred dollars less a week working more hours like all these things had happened and then i had to take fmla uh unpaid and you know stay here take care of my mom so like again my dad had made these promises said he was going to do these things but his actions was totally different he said that he was going to be happy to have us stay there wasn't going to be an issue we could stay there until we bought our house and then you know if, if it was up to my dad literally right now I would be home. Me, me, my wife and kids. We would be out on the streets. We would be fucking homeless. I mean, we would be literally homeless. So, you know, like my dad. Like I don't even know how we're ever gonna come back from this, because he he comes to my mom's funeral. And doesn't even say anything to me. My mom passed away. He didn't even call me and see how I was doing. Ask me how I was feeling, or anything. And then he's running around he has you know my one of my brothers called me and was like you know daddy's really going through something like you know because of y'all situation like you know he's 
he's really going through something like you know you should reach out and I'm like I'm not reaching out you know like he he's the father you know he's the reason why I'm in the situation that that I'm in you know what I mean like I can't never see myself calling him I mean I don't I don't, first of all I wouldn't even know what to say because the reality of the situation is I would literally be fucking homeless out on the streets if it was up to him like he had made these promises he had made these guarantees again he'd be saying shit but then when it comes time to back up what he says he always backs out of the shit always I mean so you know that's why I was saying I had lost both my parents in the same week because my dad had really been showing his true colors. I really got to see everything my mom has been trying to tell me about my father. But because he is my father, you know, I think we all try to see our parents in like a, like, you know, a certain way. We all have a certain perception of our parents. But now for him, the perception that I have you know all the things that my mother said about him all the things that my mother wanted me to see it's true now and i feel i feel bad because my mom has been trying to get me to see this my whole life since he was beating on her my mom had been trying to get me to see my dad for who he really is but because i have this you know i you know i have this the way that i seen him was it was false, man. It was false. You know, I always seen my dad in a false light. I always thought my dad was somebody that he wasn't, you know. But he talks a really good game. So, you know, when my mom passed away, you know, he showed his true colors. And, you know, I just don't have, I don't have anybody out here. You know, I just got my wife. I got my kids. You know, my mom passed away, you know, really, ain't really that really that many people didn't even reach out i mean and my family of course like my my friends you know they reached out to you know they made sure that i was all right but you know i mean i'm just kind of i'm kind of embarrassed or i feel some type of way because i thought in times of tragedy like this especially like this like you know i have a huge family and you know support i thought i was going to get like some type of I don't know what I thought I was going to get, you know, but I thought I was going to get like some type of support from my family that, you know, honestly, I didn't get, um, you know, I'd say like my niece, my nephew, my cousin Shamir, my cousin Aisha, my cousin Peaches, um, you know, only one of my aunts reached out to me on my dad's side, um, I'm probably forgetting a couple people and, you know, forgive me for the people that did reach out and and I don't remember, but I just don't remember really receiving, you know, that much support from my father's side of the family. And just that whole side of the family, I was like, I thought that I, you know, I thought we had like a big supportive family, but one thing that, that definitely showed is like, I've always been like, because of my mom took really good care of me and my mom gave me things you know my mom gave me the courage to speak I, I you know I spoke on things you know I, I had an opinion you know my mom kept me well dressed uh my mom you know made sure that we had things 
my mom worked hard my mom struggled to get me and my sister to where we got to now i think that i've always thought that people in my family didn't like me because you know i had an opinion and i had things to say and i honestly feel like some of the things that i had to say was spot on and they didn't like that i had enough courage to say the things that i said some sometimes even some of the elder people in my family be like oh you can't say that that's disrespectful and i'm like okay where did i i i I disrespect i never disrespected you i'm you know like in the older generation they feel like anytime you say something that's contrary to what they're saying is disrespectful but they don't have all the answers you know what i mean like some of the younger people have some of the answers and it is what it is like you know i've always i'm not gonna say always but definitely in my you know in my 20s you know i've always developed myself i spend time learning i spend tons of time reading going to seminars just you know just trying to just be better as a person you know i mean like my mom came from nothing and you know to and she got us out of the projects and i felt like my mom had the building blocks to get me and my sister now you know we could do and be anything that we want to be you know what i mean because of the work and effort that my mom put in and how she stayed on us and you know how she made sure that we didn't feel left out um you know how we you know nobody we never felt like anybody was better than us you know not that we felt better than anybody but we always felt like you know no matter what situation that we was going into we always felt as equals to whoever you know what i mean and that was all due to you know the things my mom taught us the things my mom showed us and the things my mom gave us like you know we didn't even if we did lack things a lot of times we wouldn't know that we was lacking things because my mom gave us her all you know what i mean like my mom made sure we had things my mom made sure we went places my mom made sure we had experienced different things you know what i mean like all due to my mom and i could just remember even when my mom was telling my dad you know that she was you know leaving us something and you know my mom i don't know whatever my mom was telling my dad i could remember my dad talking to me before my mom passed away like if i was your mom i wouldn't be leaving y'all anything i'll be trying to spend it all before i got out of here like this man be talking about having a legacy like how is you having a legacy taking everything with you and not leaving anything here for us what kind of legacy is that you know what I mean like you don't have a legacy by taking everything with you. you have a legacy by what you leave here for your kids and for your grandkids um you know that's my opinion of a legacy you know like when I'm talking about my legacy I'm talking about you know having businesses you know if I pass away you know having money for my kids you know having properties for my kids you know having streams revenues for my kids be able to show them things things like that that's what i'm talking about having a legacy not me trying to suck up everything and spend everything um so when my so when i die i could say that you know i spent up all my money and not leave anything for my kids like that's not a legacy when, when you don't leave anything for your kids you know that's a burden you know what i mean like my mom left a legacy here for me and my sister to be able to have a stepping stone to catapult us to, you know, new levels for, you know, my kids. And if my sister have kids, you know what I mean? Or if my sister don't have kids, like, you know, my sister is, you know, my sister has like a sense of security because of what my mom put in play for her to be able to have that sense of security for her not to be able to worry about, you know, she gonna have a place to live or, you know, maybe she lose her job or if this happened or that happened, like, my mom made sure that my sister is in position to win 
know what I mean? Like, so now, like, she has those uh, very, the very foundation to be able to go as far as she want to go because my mom and her death made sure that, you know, she left stuff here for both of us to be able to continue on and to move forward. Now, I mean, she didn't leave us no bills. She didn't leave us no debt. She didn't leave us anything but a legacy. She left things here for us. That's a legacy. And, you know, I'm going to forever be grateful and appreciative to what my mom did for my sister and I. And, you know, if it was up to my dad, he said it out his own mouth. He wouldn't have left shit here for us. You know what I mean? Like, literally, that's what he said. Like, you know what I mean? So that's why I made the statement. Like, I lost both my parents at the same time because up until now, I always thought that my dad was somebody that he was not or is not. You know what I mean? Like, as long as he doesn't have to contribute or do anything, he's fine making these bold statements. He's fine saying these, like, outlandish things. You know what I mean? But, you know, I feel like, you know, he has to deal with his own demons. You know what I mean? He has to look himself in the mirror. He has to ask himself why he's not speaking to me anymore. He just had a party I didn't go to. Like, people were asking me, like, what's up with you and your dad? Like, why you didn't go to the party? This is the reason why I didn't go to the party. Because he's been showing his true colors and my mother's death. Like, even before my mom has passed, he was saying and doing things that was leading me astray. You know what I mean? Like, literally, like... I would be out in the streets if it was up to my father right now. So that's why I say, like, I lost both my parents at the same time. Like, I don't have a support system. You know what I mean? Like, I support myself. I got my wife and my kids. And, you know, people in my wife family has been a tremendous help and helped me through the process, through the grieving process. You know, they've been here for me every day, supporting me, helping me, you know, get through, helping, helping me with my mental health. You know, I've been able to you know, reach out to some of them and talk to them. Like, I haven't even been able to have, like, a serious conversation with the people that you think ain't that's supposed to be your blood family that you think that would be there for you in a time like this. Like, I feel like my family abandoned me when my mom passed away. And, you know, I just pray and I hope that my sister doesn't have to experience the type of disappointment that I had to experience with my father. But, you know what I mean? Like it's it's just over for us, you know. What I mean, like it's it's just it's just over for us. And unless you know he can call me up and you know tell me where he went wrong at as a father, tell me where he made his mistakes at, and you know I feel like that's the only way we'll be able to get back together. We'll ever be able to talk again. But you know I've even because my dad he's he's an older dude, and I've even been thinking about like, well, what if something happened to him and he passed away? Like, am I still gonna feel the same way I feel now? And Honestly, I feel like I'm I'm gonna be alright with that because you know he's been doing this. He's he set himself up for this. You know what I mean? Like I've all I can look at myself in the mirror and be like, you know, as it comes to him, like I've been a great son. You know what I mean? Like I've been there for him through all his trials, tribulations, and struggles. You know what I mean? Like I've seen him struggle. I've been there for him when I really didn't, when I really shouldn't been, when I really should have just been, you know, more selfish. Know what I mean, and it's okay to be selfish. Like I should have been more selfish. Know what I mean, like my mom, everything that I did for my mom is not because she needed me to do it; it's because she wanted me to do it, just so she could say like, "Oh, my son took me shopping today," or "My son did this," or "My son did that." Like my mom never, ever needed me financially. Like ever, ever. My mom always been, 
you know, doing her own thing. Like my mom never, ever like been in a dire financial situation where she needed me for anything ever. I mean, like I can't say the same thing about my dad and I've been there for him. So for him to tell me he's going to let me borrow money and I need to pay him back, that's bogus for me to be living with my wife, family right now. That's bogus. I mean, literally I would be homeless it was up to this dude with his grandkids. I would be out in the street right now today if it was up to him. You know what I mean? That's why I was saying, like, you know, I don't really I don't really have no parents at this point. Like I don't have no I don't have no guidance. I mean, not that I don't have no guidance, but I don't have no governed state. You know what I mean? Like I used to look at look at my parents like my governed state, like, you know what I mean? Like if I would get out of line like they would be the ones to be able to like get me back straight but the one that's always got me back straight was my mom and uh you know i hope that you know somebody is can learn from this um you know one of the things that i feel bad about is like you know like i said i was a good son to my mom but ultimately i could have been a better son and i don't have any regrets because you know what I mean, like, I just didn't know. Some things you just don't know until you know. Um, you know, you can't have a 360 view of everything in life because that's just not how life how life works. Um, you know, and if my mom could hear me, I would tell her that, you know, I apologize. Um, I'm grateful for everything that she's ever done done for me. I love her. You know, I'm sorry for fighting her on the things that she's been trying to show me my whole life. Now I can see these things very clear. Um, you know, I'm sorry that I had to see these things in, you know, her death. And, you know, my mom means everything to me. And every day that I miss her and I want her back. And, uh, you know, that's it. So that's it. I'm going to just leave it right there for y'all. You know, thanks for every thanks. Thanks for all the support that I've been getting. People have been asking me for a podcast and you know i've been hesitant on putting out a podcast because my life has been very uh it's been very heavy and you know i'm not going to come on my podcast and bullshit y'all and just talk about things that's irrelevant or talk about fake things i'm only going to talk about my personal truths and things that's going on in my life and this is you know because of the content of this podcast is the reason why i've been trying to stay away from it but just recently people just been asking me like yo what's up with the podcast what's up with the podcast and i was just like you know trying to stay away from it but you know just over the past even the past couple days people just been asking me like yo bro we ain't here podcasting so long so i was just like you know what just do a podcast um i need to get these things out of me anyway um you know like i said this is a therapy session for me and you know you know i'm gonna you know continue to do these podcasts i might not do them you know once a week or every day like i was doing them because you know right now i'm not sure if i'm in the right mental space to do these podcasts um you know i too struggle for mental health and you know it's real like i my my triggers have been crazy lately i've been going through like just so much and you know that's it man i'm, I'm just gonna leave it at that man thanks for listening man i love y'all i'm out